you know, don't go around the mountain, go through it. Uh, you know, they literally, it was, uh, you know, I was destined to fail. You know, I honestly think that maybe I was a little bit more creative than what they understood back then. So, you know, they just couldn't handle me and they put me in there, but I found ways. This is episode number 111 with Chris Costa from Pocket Square Heroes. You're listening to American Snippets, the all-American podcast for those looking to dream bigger, live better, and make an impact. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Once again, my name is Dave Brown. I'm here with my co-host, Barbara Allen. And again, you know, thank you for being here and just spending a little bit of time with us here today. Uh, if you've gotten any value out of our, our shows, any episodes or guests that we've had on in the past, uh, all we ask uh, on our podcast is that you leave us a review on iTunes. iTunes go a really long way in helping us get these stories out there and in front of more people. So if you could tell a friend, what we're doing here, share the podcast with a friend, leave us a review on iTunes, and maybe share a couple episodes that have impacted you on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. You know, we would really, really appreciate it. Uh, and today we have a great guest for you. Uh, his name is Chris Costa, and he is from Pocket Square Heroes. We were first introduced to Chris and his unique brand while Barb and I were in New York City for Fox News. He was there as well. We got to meet him and we instantly fell in love with what, what he was doing and what his brand was all about and knew that we had to have him on the show. And we're just super grateful that Chris took the time to be with us here on American Snippets. Look, human potential is limitless. At least that's what we should all be taught. That's all what we need to hear. But instead, people like Chris Costa were told that there are limits to their potential, that they can only go so far, that they can only do so much. And too many people accept those limits that are placed upon them by others. And frankly, too many people accept the limits that are placed upon them by themselves. And for years, Chris did this too, until he realized he was either going to have to find a way past those limits, those challenges and obstacles, or settle into a life lived beneath them. So Chris chose to find his own way through. So listen in to this patriotic entrepreneur as he shares his story of rejecting limits, serving his country, and creating his own unique brand of patriotism that is sweeping the country. So let's get right to it. Here is Barbara Allen with Chris Costa from Pocket Square Heroes. You're listening to the American Snippets Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I'm your co-host, Barb Allen. And anybody who knows me personally knows that the only thing I'm probably least qualified to talk about than women's fashion is men's fashion. But I'm going to go there a little bit today anyway, only because I am guided by an expert, somebody who is making that uh, men's fashion into a mission, which I love. What, what we can speak on is our aligned mission, right? Pocket Square Heroes is designed as men's fashion. I'm stumbling over this because I'm unfamiliar with the fashion world, right? But its purpose is to connect like-minded people, which I, I love this line, in a sea of business suits and khaki pants, right? It's a way to, for you guys to identify each other, kind of like when you're driving Jeep down the road, you get the Jeep wave, right? Now you guys can be cruising through the sea of business suits and see the pocket square. I know 
that you are like-minded individuals. It's a conversation starter. It's a way to get people talking about something that we all believe in here is patriotism and common unity and all the things that go with it. Chris Casa, we're so glad to have you here today. Our paths have crossed kind of sort of in the past, like here and there, and now we finally get to lock you down and share the story. Um, Pocket Square Heroes is something that's unique and it's making its mark, and I'm sure it's been a slow grind, and we love the fact that you are staying with it and forging forward in a world that is not easy to break into. Let's talk today about your story, about what Pocket Square Heroes is, why it matters to you, and why your mission and your message should really matter to all of us in this country. Are you down? Absolutely. All right. Thank you. You are fresh out of Fox News Studio this morning. Yes, yes. Finally. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Yeah. We've really only been pushing uh, it as a real business for a year. So uh, that's a pretty, pretty cool achievement to be recognized like that. Yeah, to go from a year to you know a platform like Fox News, that's that almost constitutes an overnight success in the in the scheme of things, right? But you wouldn't think about it. But a year, in the terms of entrepreneurship, is like a day, um, you know, in life. It just mm-hmm. baby steps, man, baby steps. But so you were born and you started walking right away. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Tell us, tell us about Pocket Square Heroes and do a better job explaining it than I just did. Well, uh, Pocket Square Heroes, the, uh, the, the elevator tag, yeah. uh, Pocket Square Heroes are the world's first patriotic and award-inspired fashion accessory for uh, veterans, patriots, and first responders. Uh, they're designed to foster the pride of belonging, to uh, teach mil- uh, civil military understanding, and provide a pathway to get our national heroes back and circulating in civilian life. Quite the mission for a pocket mm-hmm. square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does one, and I see them behind you, but explain to people who are not on the video or may not have heard of it, what, what the product is. Well, the product is a silk pocket square where we printed uh, military medals, awards, icons, and patriotic symbols on different silk pocket squares. And you can fold them any way you want to. Um, I happen to like the presidential fold, which you'll see behind me. It's just a nice straight line. And that really shows uh, what metal it is, what kind of icon it is. Um, and uh, it, it, uh, it's uh, out of polyester. So, uh, you know, the fashion world is, is not friendly to made in America. It's yeah. uh, very hard. Yeah. 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 So... so. Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to come back to that just because I'm curious. Sure. Okay. So, and then for, we got especially some chicks listening who are as uh, fashionably challenged as I am, maybe. Explain what a pocket square itself is. <laughs> All right. A pocket square is not a handkerchief by any means. Uh, you know, uh, a handkerchief you blow your nose in. Uh, yeah. I really hope you wouldn't blow your nose in this. <laughs> if you did, <laughs> you'd be doing push-ups for the rest of your life. Um, so uh, a pocket square is just a decorative item that you would stick inside the breast coat of a gentleman's jacket, and it breaks up the palette. Nowadays, uh, with fashion, uh, the pocket square is not supposed to match the tie. It's supposed to be sort of uh, contradicting. It shows that uh, a man has attention to detail, um, and, uh, is, is, is fashion conscious. Um, so 
that's uh, the history of, of the pocket square in a nutshell. To be honest, <laughs> you know, I never thought in a million years I would be having anything to do with fashion like this. This is just, it just happened. So. It just happened. Yeah. All right. So tell us everything you just said. I had like three things I wanted to ask. I'll probably forget them, but tell us how, tell us how it happened. All right. So uh, about uh, around 2013, uh, I was working in uh, a law enforcement capacity and I got into a really bad car accident. I uh, broke some, popped some discs in my cervical spine, uh, sort of dislocated my collarbone from the seatbelt. And uh, I went through that process of healing and it was back 2013. So we had all the reports of the rising suicide rates. We had all the reports. It's still at the same time, uh, all the reports of, uh, you know, uh, our soldiers uh, passing daily. I mean, it was like eight, then 10, then 15. You hear about the Marines and the army. Um, So here I was sitting on the sofa feeling sorry for myself, thinking that my law enforcement career was over when this is happening in the world. So I, I fostered that energy and I knew that uh, with the suicide rate, I wanted to do something. I always knew that I would do something. Having served in the Marine Corps myself, I was in a long time ago. I was in from 94 to 97. So it was quiet at that time. Um, I was uh, an infantryman in 0311. Uh, we did deploy, but not under any kind of war conditions or stuff like that. It was just standard, uh, as they call it. Uh, Victor unit uh, deployments. So it's just floating around and doing a pump to Okinawa, went to Korea. But uh, back to the, the uh, where it came from. Um, when I saw the veteran suicide stuff, uh, I'm just guessing and I'm saying, you need to be active. You need to get back out there. You can't sit at home. You can't stare at the wall. I mean, like I said on Fox today, you know, these guys were, uh, and gals were, moving at a hundred miles a second. Now all of a sudden you're back here. You don't feel like you're responsible for anything. You know, you lost, you, you might've been in charge of, uh, you know, uh, a $2 million, you know, supply house of weapons and all this stuff. Now you're just sitting at home yeah, uh, staring at the wall. The voices start. Well, if I can prevent that from happening and get you into uh, social activities right away, as soon as I can. And if I can do that with a, with a pocket square, we've done it. The voices <laughs> go away. You know, you're going to meet yeah. somebody like I met you. I met yeah, you with Dave over a pocket square. That's so. totally true. And I had seen it before, like before I ran into you at the green room at Fox. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I was like, looking at you trying to figure out where the heck I knew you. And I saw the pocket square and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. That guy has, that's a thing that I read about, right? Because I had so much going through my mind, but it, it registered with me that I knew it. And so I was thinking about it. And as I dialed upon it, and then I heard you say it, it was great to connect it all together. And like, what are the odds that I would just bump into you there like that, having mm-hmm. like had at least some, you know, some pre-knowledge of your product and what you do. So how do, for the people who are sitting here saying, how the heck does a pocket square translate into getting people out of their isolation and into social activities. What is your answer to that? My answer to that would be uh, back when I did start it, back around 2014, like I was saying, I was feeling sorry for myself. And I was searching through the internet, looking at just suit and tie combinations to figure out how to pick out a tie. So I looked good. And uh, <laughs> it, uh, 
uh, I saw this pocket square. It was purple and it just had stripes on it. I'm like, you know, that looks like a military ribbon. And uh, I, I started, they, I'm like, they got to have these. So I started searching around, searching around. Nope, nobody had it. So uh, I ran to the store and got some iron-on stuff, and I was making a big mess uh, in, in my house. And I did one that looked like the National Defense Medal, and it was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just hilarious, but it looked really, really good. So uh, I started digging into it more, and I, I was finishing up my business degree, and uh, I would use it as a fake company all the time. So uh, I had a professor that told me, you know, you need, you need to do something with this. Uh, it's just going to get flooded. You know, it's going to be all over Canal Street, in other words. Uh -huh. So uh, we went ahead and I uh, did a uh, design patent on it to protect it from, you know, foreign invasion. And uh, that worked out well for us. So then I started working on it and I didn't really think it was going to be a huge business. So uh, over time, uh, just recently last year, I had to pay the patent fee and it was like a thousand bucks. So... Yes. I looked at my wife and I said, okay, time to put up or shut up. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So we went bananas and it just, uh, you know, the response from the veteran community and first responders and everybody else has been just so great. We go to so many events and I love stuffing the pocket square into somebody's pocket. It's like powerful, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, probably a lot of female, like not even, uh, I'm sorry, a lot of uh, family members would uh, have not been present when maybe their son, their daughter, their husband received the medal. They might have had that formation real quick. They might have got that award and never had the opportunity to have a family member present. Now that family member can go and relive that by giving something that might mean so much to somebody. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And, you know, especially as uh, veterans, law enforcement, first responders, whoever that may be, go out there outside of that community where they're working in to work among the civilian community and they have to change their uniform, change their attire. It's such a unique way for them to still be able to carry that pride and that patriotism and that service into the office with them. Most of the patriotic apparel that you see is like patriotic apparel or t-shirts or something. This is like kind of subtle and sexy and classy and you get to just wear it um, and still meet the dress code trends, you know, it's, mm -hmm. so that's, I, I can't imagine that I've seen anything else out there that fits that other than, you know, people can wear their pins or something, but mm -hmm. some guys don't want to put uh, some guys and some gals, they don't, they, they don't want to put the uh, holes. In yeah. The jet, yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. Especially the chicks. I see you're coming in there with the scarves there. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little harder to, to accessorize that patriotic element in a female, I think, in a business capacity. But I think the scarves, especially for those of us who live out here on the East Coast where it gets cold and you have occasion to bundle up a little, like that's kind of a cool way cool way to do it. Right now, the only patriotic things I think the scarves for women are the like big scarves where you have to know what the heck you're doing and tie it all around and make it fit, right? But those are... Mm. Like yep, they're just they're like about cut. 26, yep, 26, yeah. 27 square. And, uh, you know, you can roll them up real small. You can drape them. You can, uh, the ladies wrap them in their hair uh, and let it fall down somehow. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun. I'll tell you, yeah. it was hurt trying to figure this one out because it's a uh, polyester chevron gauge, which is like, I guess, lacy or something. So I, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> This this one about uh, this one about got me because uh, you know silk 
in the United States at cost to try to make sure that every veteran can benefit from owning one if they want one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to keep those, those numbers down. So we went with the polyester, even the printing process, you know, it's just hard. People don't, it's just not done in the United States. So I had to uh, get very creative and figure it out. So, so did. how did you, what was your creative solution? I went through an enormous amount of uh, polyester fabric until I found one that would be soft. Uh, it's going on your neck, so it's got to be soft. And it has to drape right. You know, it can't wrinkle too easy. Um, so I found a company that had that here in the U.S. And then uh, we go through the dye sublimation process, which is they uh, print out paper and they heat press it uh, right to the thing. I bet a lot of the t-shirt companies probably utilize the same type of technology and it becomes a gas and it goes right into the polyester and it won't fade and it won't run. Um, so, and it's this, this fabric still held its uh, softness and it still held all that stuff. Uh, then I found uh, recently, even with the pocket squares, too crazy. You know where Passaic, New Jersey is, right? I do. Yep, right down the road. So two Marine Corps veteran brothers cut and sew facility. I mean, it's huge. And uh, it just so turns out they're like not even a mile from me. What? Uh, yep, yep. These two guys, one's a retired gunnery sergeant. The other one's a retired sergeant. And uh, it's the cut and sew facility's been in their family for, since the 40s. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't believe this. This is like, yeah. you know, <laughs> trying to keep it in the hands yeah. of, uh, you know, the group. Yeah. It, yeah, it some, that mm-hmm. that's cool. Like, oh, again, what are the odds of that happening? Hey, I'm going to open a pocket square company. I need this service here. And then there's one right there. That's awesome. That is yeah. awesome. So who, who works with you? Who else is in this company? And how did you all get together? Uh, right now in this company, the only people that I would have is myself, me, and I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, my wife. Of course, I would not be anywhere near, you know, the... Good uh, save there. Good save, Chris. No, it's <laughs> No, I know. I know. Yeah, That's great. I asked that question because I think it's cool for people to be reminded that you don't have to have this giant staff. You can do things on your own. Certainly, given the choice, a lot of us would have that assistant and have that person and have that company. But until you do, or unless you do, you it is completely 100% possible to create, design, build, and grow something as a person of one. And I know a lot of the people out there, the influencers, the top business leaders, they all say, you know, delegate, find someone to do this, find someone to do that. And that's all well and good, but that's not always possible as well, right? So you are the other side of that coin. You are the person doing it all, a one-man show. What is that like? Was there an area, like what was one of your what's one of the biggest struggles you face being your own, your own company of one and what are some upsides of it? The upside is, is that I can, you know, I, I always try to do my best to over deliver. So like, um, you know, the, the pocket squares are folded at one point and I'm opening them up and I'm looking for what in the Marine Corps we call Irish pendants. I go bananas with the Irish pendants, the Irish pendants, are those little strings that hang off. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if there's any other Marines out there, they'll be dying. Yeah, they'll know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I start snipping all the Irish pendants. I mean, if they're even a hair off, you know, I, I'm able to control that. So, yeah. uh, you know, someone might not see that or, or realize that, you know, they used to make us turn our uniforms inside out in the Marine Corps and, and snip the, you know, the oh little boy. 
Yeah, it was just torture. <laughs> so, uh, um, that's, that's a plus side. I get to see the product as it goes out. I get to see it as it comes in. Uh, I get to do all those stages of it, but uh, for growth, now here's your down point. Yeah. I, it needs to be passed on. So that's what uh, the uh, what, uh, Gunnery Sergeant Monaco uh, and Dominic uh, Monaco, uh, he's a retired sergeant. They're going to be doing it, all the shipping, sewing, packaging and everything uh, coming up here real soon. Uh, and that's going to leave me the ability to work on marketing. And now after the holidays here, uh, we're looking to, you know, it, the way the forecast looks, we should be able to hire somebody at least awesome. part time to help us out. And then of course it's going to be a vet, you know, so it of has course. to be. Yeah. Of so course. that or to a military me is, spouse, you can, you know, yeah, you can no, open absolutely. up a little bit. I'm a big advocate, right? Don't forget the gold stars. So I'm going to come after you. I'm going to take your company. I'm like, you know, you should really do this. You can just smack me virtually anytime you want. But uh, <laughs> you know. the, uh, yeah. uh, speaking of that, I actually yeah. had him for a little while. Uh, she was a soldier. Her son was a soldier. And he just recently came back from Africa. They were out and the, out there deployed. Wow. So, yeah. Yep. But she couldn't handle it anymore. She had to uh, take on more hours at her current job. So, right. you know, that's the bigger job. One that day. Is- yeah, 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 you'll get there. So speaking of Christmas and holidays, would these make a great gift for a veteran? People Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Yeah. And you have some that are non-veteran specific, correct? Yes. A uh, bunch of American flags. We actually have a Shimaga pattern. Um, so there's what? different. A Shimaga is like, uh, you ever see the tactical scarf that all the uh, Afghan and Iraq vets wear. Okay. It's kind of okay. like it has the tassels on it. All right, right, yeah. So yeah, with this, uh, we have a pocket square that has those different uh, tribal uh, patterns and stuff like that that you would see uh, in Afghanistan or Iraq. So I have two versions of that, a black and white one and an OD green one. Uh, the flags, you know, anybody can wear the blue line, support, you know, your local yeah. law enforcement, support your firefighters. Uh, there's a yellow line, support your uh, uh, dispatchers and uh, emergency uh, responders that are like the ambulance drivers and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be putting out an OD green one. We have a subdued one, black and gray. Uh, so it, it, you know what it is? It's endless. Yeah. Endless. A lot of variations you could do. So speaking of 9-11 and knowing you live in Jersey area there, were you a part of um, responding to Ground Zero in that way any day, just out of curiosity. Yes, yes, we yeah. were. Um, of course, many did much more. Uh, it was I actually at that time took the train in to uh, the World Trade Center that day from uh, right here from Clifton. Uh, jumped on the, the train to uh, I think it was maybe to Hoboken, and then from Hoboken went into the World Trade Center. Yeah. <clears throat> that was. Uh, maybe about 45 minutes before. And at the time I was posted a little further down, uh, actually uptown uh, about five blocks. So uh, when the first plane hit, uh, one of the supervisors came out of the office and they say, uh, go, everybody go down to the World Trade Center. It just got hit by a plane. And then we went downstairs. Uh, there was a childcare facility. We assisted the childcare workers. Parents were coming, picking up children. So we just helped them for a little while. Uh, then we started heading down to, uh, I mean, I was in a suit and tie. You know, I, I didn't have any kind of first responding gear. Yeah. So we walked down there to see what we could do. 
Uh, we kind of hovered about a uh, block up, uh, about two blocks up. Uh, there's a, on Church Street, you have that old, very old post office. Mm-hmm. So we hovered in that area. Uh, the fire department was everywhere. Um, they were just yelling at people to get uptown, uptown, uptown. Um, so shortly thereafter, the uh, buildings fell. Uh, we stayed to do what we could do. Then we went back to our office. We were able to get out of the suit and ties. And later on that evening, we were on what they call the bucket brigade, mm-hmm. uh, where everybody stood on, you know, the, the rubble. And, you know, it was just five gallon paint jugs that went up and down. So it was, uh, actually there was only a few buckets. So there was actually boulders being handed hand to hand. And then like every couple minutes, the building behind us, uh, somebody would yell and then everybody would run because we thought that building was going to fall next. It was, uh, it was surreal. It was surreal. Yeah. So my husband uh, was in the national guard and we're in New York. So his unit was the first national guard unit to respond to ground zero. So he was there for weeks, you know, and I remember that day, right. As I'm home, we had, at the time we had three little children, but one was just a month old and the other was like one year old and two year old something. And, uh, everybody's like screaming and running home. And my husband comes home from his job as a teacher, grabs his gear and leaves to go into the city where, you mm. know, hell was breaking loose. Right. So mm. you're a young mom and you're there and you're looking at that, but he ultimately, you know, when he returned and came back, it was like, it was literally the one thing he just couldn't speak about. He, he, but it changed him. It changed him in ways. And he talked about how it changed him, but he couldn't speak about, you know, specifics because he didn't want to do that. So I have huge respect for everybody who responded that day. Maybe you worked a bucket brigade alongside him, you know, who knows? You never know. Um, it was actually crazy. Uh, there yeah. was a guy that was directly across from me. He had a riot helmet on and a t-shirt said 300 bench press club. Well, that so would not I'm, have been my husband. I'm looking, guy, <laughs> I'm looking at this guy and we're in New York city now. This is, this yeah. is, I look at this guy. It was one of my first partners from my first law enforcement job. Standing right there, I hadn't seen him in like probably five years. Yeah. That's wild. It was wild. Yeah, yeah. To share that experience with him because we just looked at each other and just shook our heads. We were in disbelief. Yeah, yeah. how can you possibly wrap your mind around something with that magnitude? So mm-hmm. here, and we won't go too deep into you know we'll get back to it. But as it it is obviously the anniversary of nine eleven tomorrow. Um, what now, in terms of what you're doing now, do you feel like that's in any way a ripple effect of that day? Or so, you know how, remember on, on September 12th that year, how united everybody was and how patriotic mm-hmm. this whole country was and how there was just a feeling of unity that seems like it was here to stay, right? After, yes. after that. And now, not so much, right? So do you feel like, these pocket squares are in some way just like a, an opening, a step forward, an invitation to recreate that? Uh, I do. I do. There's a, there's a lot of things that I feel about the pocket squares. One would be the connecting the vets. One would be the ability for uh, a friend, a loved one, uh, to be able to gift something like that. That's so uh, emotional, I think. Um, and the, uh, other side of it too, is, uh, I'm all about this teacher kids. Uh, you know, let's make sure we don't lose our history, which I believe is what almost happened with the Betsy Ross flag. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, all the big veteran apparel companies stepped up and they said, no, that's not what this represents. Uh, uh, great video, Mr. Wonderful from the Shark Tank. He goes ahead and he says, dead up. Uh, Nike did this. This was an ingenious marketing plan. It was. It was. Mm -hmm. They know the customer. Yeah. So they knew that it would create the, uh, the, uh, the, the, I guess, the, the increase in sales. You know? And it did. It did. Yeah. There were a lot of people who said, oh, Nike's doomed. They should have never done that. And we were like, mm. oh, are you kidding? I'm like, <laughs> you know, we don't agree with it. But mm. in terms of a business, it was genius because mm -hmm. we're still talking about it. We're, you're sitting here right now. We're talking about that. You know, it's something that just hats off to them for, for figuring yeah. that out. And I guess you got to give props where props are due, even if you don't agree with it. Oh, absolutely. That was, was, it was pretty smart. Yeah. 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 So what are, where do you see your company going in the next few years? Like what are, if you could look ahead a year from now and say, this is where I'd like to be. A year from now, I definitely, definitely would love to have a full-time veteran helping me out. Uh, go forward. I uh, definitely looking for your jack of all trades. Not necessarily sure if I'll find that person. Yeah. Uh, there's a possibility we may take the printing of the actual squares in house so that we can get a little more custom. Uh, uh, if we could do that with those printers, it would be it would be really cool. Um, moving forward, I'm not 100% too sure. Uh, I have the pocket squares now. We have the scarves. Um, I thought about uh, taking those as brands and putting them underneath another company uh, and adding additional like uh, haberdashery related items, which is like your lapel pins, your cufflinks, your uh, um, uh, pens, like an actual pen, uh, maybe some type of uh, shoelaces, socks and all that, but apparel, I'm not too sure. You know, I like to do things that is different than no one else is doing. Uh, so I can carve my little spot and, and just stay relevant with everybody. So, uh, we do have a couple other little projects in the, uh, in the pipeline that aren't apparel related at all that are going to be really funny. So you have so to leave. <laughs> oh, I got to wait. Fine. I'll wait. Um, <laughs> so in terms of apparel and fashion, like where did that come from? You know, you're, you're in the Marine Corps, then you come out and you have this job in the law enforcement field, um, doing something super secret. And, uh, <laughs> and so where does fashion tie into all of that? You know, it's just, it's not it's like, there's easy. not really much overlap there. It's a very, very easy question. Okay. I was, I was a Marine. It's the best looking uniform in the military. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just is. <laughs> uh, it is a pretty nice looking uniform. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give so, you that, the Marine Corps. Yeah, uniform starts there. Nice. Yep. And then <laughs> the, the, the Marine Corps was, uh, you know, Hilarious. Uh, hardcore with, the, uh, with all the uh, dress aspect of it. You know, I mean, again, I wasn't running around Afghanistan. I wasn't ra running around Iraq. Every five seconds at Alphas and Charlies and all kinds of crazy inspections. It was, uh, you know, that was normal peacetime service during there. You know, I didn't have to look around my shoulder every five seconds until right. I got out of the military. <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you chose that field. Yep. Uh, yeah, I have uh, one friend of our family. He's very dear to us and he is family to us. He's a you know, former Marine. Once a Marine, you're always a Marine, right? Like a, mm -hmm. a gunny sergeant who was in for over 20 years in um, Vietnam and Iraq. You know, he made it all the way through or the Gulf War up through there. And I can hear him and make him listen to this one because I can hear him 
in my head when you're saying that. I can hear him going, ooh rah, you know, in his big, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> big rah voice. So Monsoon, that one was for you. I'll hook you up with him. You'll love him. All right. Mm-hmm. So is there a moment that you came across the entrepreneurial path is not an easy one? Mm-hmm. You know, it is a it's a tough crawl. And you said you've been really doing this for a year. And you got yourself on, you know, on Fox um, and on other platforms as well. Now you're on American Snippets. Go you, right? But, yeah. uh, but you know, in terms of a year, people may think that's a forever or an eternity, right? So mm-hmm. to that person who was looking to start their own company, to start their own business, who is on the timeline and says, I need to be making money at this in two months or I need to be making money at six months. Uh, what are your thoughts for that? Like, what was your... The thoughts on that, yeah. what, what the advice that I would give yeah. it would be, uh, you know, I, I don't believe in luck. I love that saying where it's uh, 90% preparation, 10% opportunity. And if anybody knows how to be prepared, it's military veterans. And uh, the push for the military entrepreneur uh, is just incredible. I think that veterans can change the world. Uh, I think male spouses can change the world. Um, there's just something that's inside that personality to overcome and adapt and, you know, succeed. Um, you gotta, you, you gotta stay focused. I mean, we're all guilty of not being focused. Uh, but if you try to stay as focused as possible, um, keep pushing, uh, networking is huge. Networking is huge. That's how I ended up, uh, today on, on the Fox and friends. That's how I met you. Mm -hmm. If I wouldn't have gone with uh, a a customer who invited me to his gala, who then became a friend, uh, who then was up in New York and said, come pick me up. Let's, uh, I'm going to Fox, uh, come to the green room. And then I ran into you. And, uh, then another friend was uh, on the live audience and he bought a fistful of pocket squares and was stuffing Pete Hegseth and all the other anchors over there. And they loved it and uh, just snowballed. So, yeah, we call it, we talk about power of proximity all the time and that's mm-hmm. exactly it. And I could look at things I've done and places I've been where I should, you know, I should never be right. Like I got no business mm-hmm. there, but actually I do because I followed up on this and met this person, you build this relationship, you take that opportunity. And for everyone that pans out, there's, you know, six or seven more that just fall flat and are nothing and mm-hmm. got to kind of let those go. Right. But that's a huge lesson and an important one. I know, uh, pocket square hero supports some charities and I really want to get into that here for a second before we wind this sure. up. What are some of those charities you support and why do you support them? Uh, one of the original charities was, uh, what was the name of it? It's the, uh, it's been a while since I sent them anything. Project Sanctuary. Uh, Project Sanctuary is a retreat for uh, returning uh, Afghan Iraq veterans. And uh, they have uh, at different locations, they hold like a uh, retreat. It's it's a weekend where uh, the, the, well, whoever the service member is and then their spouse and then possibly the children come and everybody is taught how to deal with the stress. Um, it was uh, the way it was explained to me many years ago was, uh, they go ahead and they pull uh, the spouse to the side. They say, this is why he's pacing all night long, you know, right. walking guard duty. They, uh, 
pull the husband to the side or they pull the service member or vice versa. And they say, this is why this person's acting this way. They bring the kids and they do exercises. I felt that uh, to be able to concentrate on the family unit, uh, yeah. it could provide some value because uh, keep it together. You know, they had a very, very good, I haven't looked at their statistics in a while, but they had a very, very good, uh, uh, I think it was zero suicides uh, during all their cohorts that they had. And I think it was like 95% remain married. Wow, that's so, huge. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. And then uh, I was doing that for a little while and the challenges of a startup. Uh, it's just, it, it, I, it's cash, cash, cash all over. So uh, I kind of pulled back on saying exactly 10%. However, I'll be able to do stuff like an in-kind service. For example, I get uh, calls for blind auctions. Uh, so I'm able to send some units of pocket squares so that they can hold their blind auctions at different events. Uh, I have to look at my notes, but there's been so many. I give so many of these pocket squares away. I, my yeah. wife's like, you need to stop. <laughs> yeah. You know, you need to stop. You know, I, know, I actually have the Medal of Honor pocket square. So every time I run into a Medal of Honor recipient, I, I can't be like, that'll be 45 bucks, please. You know, you feel like a jerk, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> thank yeah. you for thank you for that. But I'm going to need a that's cash. Then, we take checks yeah. and credit cards. <laughs> and then Silver Star, you know, and then, you know, yeah. with me, sometimes you might actually be one of the, well, I guess, lucky ones. Uh, I'll fill a pocket square order where there's like two or three pocket squares. And I'll be like, you forgot the American flag. And I'll just throw it in with a little note. You know, <laughs> I need to stop doing that, but you never know. You could get lucky, you know, you could, you could, yeah. you never know. I love that. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So if people want to find out more about how to get themselves a pocket square, how to reach out to you, maybe bring you on their show to talk and spread the mission, sure. bring you to the group, whatever it is they would like to do to get in a little bit deeper with you and with pocket squares, how can they do that? Well, you can find me on social media. It's very easy. Just Pocket Square Heroes, or you can head over to the website, pocketsquareheroes.com. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. I am going to ask you one last quick question before we wind up. So what we do here at American Snippets is born from our own belief and our own experiences, as are all companies and businesses, right, Who, who start up their own company. But the American dream is something that's very important to us. It's something that we personally believe in, is alive and well, and can be achieved and is possible. And we're striking to, we're moving to kind of dispel the myth that's being spread in this country that things are terrible and opportunity is gone and all that. So Mm -hmm. we know the American dream is here. It's available. It's open to anybody who wants it, but it means something different to every single one of us. So we'd like to know, what does that American dream mean to you? Well, that's going to go back really, really far from me. When I started, when I, okay, this is a good one. When I started school as a little kid, I mean, it might've been even kindergarten. Uh, They pulled my parents to the side. My parents were very young. My mother was like 18, 19 years old. My father was like 20, 21. So they pulled them to the side. They said, uh, Chris is... uh, has a learning disability, you know, he's, uh, he's got all these mental problems. Okay. So they stuffed me in a room. Okay. With my best friend, go figure. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, we were classified as learning disabled. Okay. So I literally sat not in that same room in different buildings for 12 years. Okay. 12 years. I wasn't held to one exam 
to advance to the next grade. Yep. I was pushed through. They said I had a learning disability. Okay. Uh, Because of being pushed through, I lost the ability to learn the standard uh, essential, you know, like uh, functions that you would get, uh, like basic mathematics. Okay. Uh, Basic reading comprehension and so on. So uh, after all those 12 years, okay, I knew I needed to do something. All these kids were going to college. I'm like, I need to get out of here. I cannot stay here. Uh, So I took the ASVAP for the Marine Corps. I failed. Okay. I had to wait 30 days. I took it again. I failed. Okay. Then I had to wait six months. Okay. So thank God I was doing this during that delayed entry period where you can do it where you're still in school. Right. So I had some time. Six months later, I found a teacher uh, that knew, you know, my situation and uh, went ahead and sat down. We bought the ASVAP book. We studied. Third time's a charm. Yeah. Okay. Third time's a charm. Passed it. The only thing I could pick was the uh, was infantry. That's it. You know, I didn't I couldn't figure out the math that was associated with the with the gears or the mechanical side of it, although I was very mechanical. I just had to find ways to place this stuff and figure out ways to do it so that I could be successful. And uh, so after after getting out of school, going into the military, uh, well, like I was saying, I was in from 94 to 97. Um, Now I get out. You know, I still don't have necessarily basic mathematics skills. I don't have, you know, basic reading. Well, I got onto this uh, trajectory of proving everybody wrong. Uh, I ended up with a degree in mathematics. Uh, How did you I do that? Myself How did computers. You taught yourself. <laughs> yep. yep wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I mean, the website's all me. My Photoshop skills are getting better and better. And better. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are Jeez. funny, but uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, don't go around the mountain, go through it. Uh, you know, they literally, it was, uh, you know, I was destined to fail. You know, I honestly think that maybe I was a little bit more creative than what they understood back then. So, you know, they just couldn't handle me and they put me in there, but I found ways and uh, went into the military, got out, uh, continued into a, a you know, a, a movie-like career in law enforcement. I, I cannot be even more thankful and then that would lead me back to, you know, the problems that I heard about uh, the veteran suicide rate and everything else and wanting to connect guys. I think we need to patrol ourselves. Um, and I think we also need to let civilians in. That's why I say this is civil military understanding. So. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. I'm so glad I asked that question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know that I would have been able to dig into that with you. So you're there and you're just a child being told that you have a disability when you know, the education system mm-hmm. is like rigid, right? And mm-hmm. if you don't fit into how that's designed, but there's so many different minds out there and we all think mm-hmm. differently. I did not do well, you know, tests and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the trailer behind school for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I spent, I did my time in that, uh, you know, in whatever, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Because uh, I just, you know, my brain just doesn't process that stuff, and it's just mm-hmm. not not how I'm built to to think. Mm-hmm. But you got to find your own ways to think and your own way to get mm-hmm. past that, right? I love that you did that. So that serves as an example again to anybody who is told mm-hmm. you, you can't do one do thing, it. you can't do it. Took nope. you three times to get to the Marines, stayed the mm-hmm. course, did it, and then taught yourself math. That is great. 
That was like my first professional test I've I ever had in 12 years of school. I mean, the everything very first was waived. test you took was ASVAB. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I know that at least for a period of time they were offering waivers waivers for those who couldn't perform on the ASVAB. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they were. I know. And I have really? my own, uh, I have a own. The guy that killed my husband was given a waiver. So, oh um, so that's how I know Oof. this. You know, I dig in. I, I don't speak I like you. out of non, like I educated myself on that. So I know that for a little while that at least, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were offering some waivers for poor performance uh, on the ASVAB, which is just ironic because you're the, you know, and then you're the guy that was given the waiver. Waiver. Why can't I say waiver? Why, can't, why do I keep saying waiver? <laughs> but whatever. You were given that thing you know, in school and then you had to pass the ASVAB. Uh, on your own. That's extraordinary. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're left-handed, huh? I am not. It looks like you're left. Oh no, you're right-handed. Okay. That's a mirror effect. Yeah. yeah. I can do things. I can write with my left hand because I've mangled my arm so often that I had to become a little ambidextrous. Occasionally this one will be in a cast or that one will be in the cast. And so oh boy. now I just wave them both around when they're not in a cast. All right. Look, Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with us today. And for all sure. you do, we are not that far apart. So I look forward to seeing you in the future and sharing your story with our community. If you're listening to this story, you're interested in Chris Costa and Pocket Square Heroes and what he does, reach out and grab him. He's super accessible, easy to talk to. This is something, if you're not a veteran or in the military or law enforcement or first responder, I can almost guarantee you know someone who is. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they would think that this is a pretty neat gift to be getting as we're approaching holiday season as well. So reach out, get that person in your life, something special and support this excellent organization. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, there you have it, everyone. That wraps up another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'd like to personally thank Chris Costa for being here as well. Uh, if you want to learn more about Pocket Square Heroes and everything that Chris Costa is doing with that patriotic brand, make sure you check out the full featured article we did on, on Pocket Square Heroes at americansnippets.com forward slash 111. Uh, we'll also include some social media links there and a link to the Pocket Square Heroes website so you can get your own Pocket Square and stay up to date uh, with all the new product lines that he has coming out. Don't forget, we have the Great American Summit coming up in April of 2020, uh, April 17th and 18th of 2020. It's the only event in the country that links patriotism with personal and professional achievement. Um, double down on your American dream. Make sure you're there. We have world-class speakers, amazing performers. You're not going to want to miss it. You can get tickets up to 50% off right now. It's an early bird offer. Go to greatamericansummit.com to learn more. And other than that, leave us a review. Give it, leave us a five-star review. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Share this on social media. Tag us at American Snippets. And we will see you next week. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. Yeah.